0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, Visit swiftlysocial.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have my amazing friend, Shannon De Palma, here today. So, Shannon is a money mindset and business coach, and I have personally worked with her, and she is amazing. She's a fire starter, and she's just Full of energy, and you guys are gonna love her. So, welcome Shannon.
0: I love that introduction. Thank you so much, Melody.
1: <laughs> so, for those who do not know you yet, tell a little bit about who you are and what you do.
0: Uh, so, hello, everybody. My name is Shannon. <laughs> I'm a buddy. You muddy... feel
1: like you're at an AA meeting, like Helen. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Shannon. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> Hello everyone My name is Shannon I'm addicted to helping women make more money so <laughs> <laughs> um, I help women make more money by fixing their mindset, aligning their business model and finding more joy and pleasure in life uh, so yeah so I, I'm on a mission to help women make more money in the world and that's pretty much what I do with my business and business coaching
1: That's awesome so let's backtrack. How the heck did you get here?
0: (laughs) Mm. Oh yeah, this was a long, very long journey. Um, I actually started with flowers. So my first business was a wedding flower business that I built and sold within two years, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, So I built and sold that business and then I was like, oh, I love this like coaching world. Like what is this all about? And when I sold the business, I had the intention of going Full time with my coaching business, and I started out just specifically coaching wedding professionals. Um, and then once I started coaching them, I started to realize, like, oh, I want to help. You know, I love talking about mindset. Oh. I can really get these people to talk about money a lot. Um, you know, I don't really want to talk about social media anymore. So I started then changing my niche, changing my message, changing the direction of my business, and then what happened was I went all in on money programs. So I took any program that was about money. I went to events about money. I read multiple books about wealth and money. Um, And that completely changed my business by far, like changed everything for me. So where I went from struggling, like within that first year um, of making only like $30,000 in my coaching business, it was like, now I'm already hitting six figures. And I was like, in the second year. And I was like, this is crazy all around money, just basically fixing my money relationship. And that's how I got here.
1: Wow. That's a lot. Like, I think probably we, I mean, I'm sure we have lots of listeners who are pretty new in their businesses and they're like, uh, you created one business and then you created another one. I can't even start one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been there. I've been where like, you know, you have lots of ideas like before actually starting the flower. I feel like there's always that incubation kind of period where you're kind of just in, you know, you're looking at things, you're having ideas because before I started the flower business, I had started an Etsy shop. So I had started, you know, like dabbling kind of in the, in, in the online world and in business and kind of dabbling with those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, once you make that decision of like, this is, this is the way my life is going to go. This is the direction I want my, my life to go in is in this direction. And once you make that decision, that's when things become more serious and like more successful.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what gave you the courage to just be like, okay, okay. I know I'm really successful at this one business. Let me just go in this whole other world. <laughs> Did your I think husband it, think you were crazy? Well well, everybody I think up until that point
0: had like just looked at me as like like Shannon just hops from thing to thing to mm-hmm. thing. You know, I kind of always had that reputation. I had changed my major like six times in college. You know, I had started dabbling in like an Etsy shop and started a flower business. Now I start, you know, then I went into this online coaching world that, you know, nobody had any idea about. Um, so I feel like by that time, most people weren't shocked. They were just like, yeah, of course she's going <laughs> to now do something else. Um, but I think it was just really like I feel like it, there wasn't a choice almost like when you become so passionate about helping women, because my, my college degree is actually in counseling and it's in addiction counseling. Wow. And I, I did that for a little bit out of school. Um, and I had, you know, I did that for a little bit, and that's when I had started dabbling in Etsy when I was working as a counselor. And I was like, I really love helping people. Like, mm-hmm. I love helping people, but I also love business. Like, I love looking at how to grow my business, how to scale it, how to make it successful. You know, so if there was a way to combine both of them, mm-hmm. I would, I would, you know, do it in a heartbeat. So then, you know, finding this coaching world, I was like wait a minute, you're telling me I can, you know, live wherever I want, um, help women also talk about business and like do it from the comfort of my home without having to commute somewhere and make good money. Like Mm -hmm. no choice. There's no choice then. It's just, this is what I have to do. Like I have to do this with my life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I, I feel like I'm sort of the same. Like, once I figured out, like, oh, I could do this on my own, like, there's no choice. Like, I have thought about going back to a regular job many times at my lowest points. Mm-hmm. But I, there's just something in me that I can't, I can't give up. That's just right. not in my DNA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's your little, like, fire, you know, introducing <laughs> with the fire. Like, it's that little fire that kind of burns in all of us that's mm-hmm. like, I cannot put out, it's kind of like I can't put this flame out. Like, even if I went and got a job, or even if I went and did this other thing, that flame would still be in there, almost like gnawing at you. Like, you still have this thing, you still have this thing that you really want to pursue. So, if you have that within you, it's you don't have a choice. You have to pursue that thing. You know, like you don't have the choice of going to work a nine to five and being fine with it. That's not for us. It won't mm-hmm. work for us ever, you know?
1: And I, I think personally the reason i had so many shitty jobs time after time after time was because i was unfulfilled because i knew there was something more but i was too scared to take that leap
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: until i did that and i was like oh okay i get it i get it now <laughs> it's like i mean i think the hardest part
0: is um is is doing something different than everybody mm-hmm. else i mean you know like it's like nobody's ever scared to get a nine to five, right? <laughs> yeah, us, we're not. None of us are scared of that because we've been programmed to think and believe that you know that is safe, that is normal, that's acceptable. You know, the entrepreneur route, on the other hand, is just kind of what we're programmed from family and society and things like that. That that is really scary. That's really risky, and it and it is, you know. And that it, there's some truth to that. Sure is but if we can get into the mindset that it's just as scary to to put your whole life into something that doesn't fulfill you to put your entire time you know like i like to think of it this way when i married my husband and people are always like you got you know he works at home too and they're like you guys like both work at, you guys both like stay at home with each other. Like, don't you want to kill each other? You know? And I'm like, I didn't marry my husband so I could work in an office with like Karen all day. You know, like I didn't (laughs) marry Karen, you know, from the office. (laughs) Like I married my husband so I could spend time with him, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, it's like, it's much more scarier to put your entire life and hours and hours. I mean, a majority of your life is spent in nine to five in an office. And it's much more scary to know that like my time is being spent there with something that I'm not passionate about with Mm -hmm. other people instead of being able to pursue something I'm passionate about while also spending more time with my family. Like, yeah, no brainer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is it truly like working with your husband day in and day out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has his own, like he has
0: his own stuff. So we don't work together specifically. That's that's
1: good. Uh Uh That's good. Yeah. Because, so I was just at a conference and uh, one of the speakers was talking about like, um, you know, a lot of women who are successful entrepreneurs, a lot of women who are, you know, driven, they just assume their partner is on the path with them. Mm -hmm. And... I had realized that I had never asked my husband, like, he's always like, yeah, I'll support you. But I've never been like, what do you want? Mm. Like, are you fulfilled in your job? And it was a really eye-opening conversation. So I've been asking other women that, like, do you talk about that with your partner? Do you just assume they're on the road with you? I just think it's such an interesting thing because we are all, by we, I mean, female entrepreneurs are are a pretty driven, like, go-getter kind of crowd. And I think a lot of us just go, I'm doing it, whatever, (laughs) if you, like... I think it's
0: this is such a good question because this is actually something I talk a lot about with my clients and I talk a lot about in my marketing because I find that relationships to women are some of the most important things and some of the biggest reasons why we're not making the money we want to make, right? Because Mm -hmm. of making other people around us uncomfortable, maybe making your husband uncomfortable if you make more money than him, right? So there's a lot of pieces at work when it comes to women making more money is like specifically to the relationship that she's having with her spouse at the time. So with my husband and I, I don't know when it happened, but I make my clients do this and I can't remember when we did this, but what we did was we created like basically a family mantra and I have my clients mm-hmm. do this too if they're like, you know, if they're trying to get their husbands on board. I have them create just basically their family mantra. So it will consist of their family values. And for my husband and I, it's always just been, you know, our big family mantra is being able to have time freedom, spend more time with like our future children when we have them. Um, being able to spend more time with each other, but also not sacrificing um, passion or money to do so. Like, we wanna make a lot of money, we wanna have our own independent passions and um, be able to spend as much time with each other as we can. So, honestly, my husband was the one. I can say this. My husband was the one that was like, I always put the scenario, like, I'm like, imagine that, you know, you start driving the train, the train Mm. towards this is what I'm doing, right? Like how you are saying a lot of these ambitious women are like, this is what I'm doing. F you, you know? Yeah. So I always, I always picture it like you're driving the train and you're saying, okay, this is where we're going, honey. Either you get on or you get (laughs) get off, right? (laughs) Well for me it was funny because my husband was the one that was driving the train first. Like my husband was the one who pushed me to start a business. My husband was the one who's like you can do this. My husband was the one who was like always like you are capable of so much more than what you're doing right now. You know. So he was actually driving the train and he was like you better get the fuck on, you know. Like, like, get on. <laughs> so It's been interesting to see. And now that we're both on it together, now it's like we're both like, we're both in some way like steering the train together. Like I'm there with him now. And we're both kind of going for the same goals, same dreams, you know, having the same family values, same mantras. So yeah
1: that's amazing. I love that. I want to, I don't remember if I did that when I worked with you, the mantra thing, but now I want to do it because I like that. Yes.
0: Yes. Do the mantra thing for sure. I've had a, I've had like a couple of my clients do some really cute, like they made up really cute ones that were like, you know, uh, this family is based upon these three values and this family will always love Star Wars or something something (laughs) like that. They added that stuff too, which is so cute. Yeah. I love that. I love it.
1: So, I think this will be an interesting topic because I have heard various coaches talk about various things. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about when, when when say like when when someone says, Okay, I want to work with you, but I need to talk to my husband first?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's so it's funny because um, I, I just wrote a really funny post about this. I don't know if you saw this post, Melody. Uh, But I wrote this post about that said, you wouldn't ask your husband what type of tampons to buy, right? Yeah, like, I
1: saw that. I loved that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is my perspective on it, obviously, is that I wouldn't ask my husband what type of tampons to buy because my husband doesn't have a vagina. He doesn't get his period, right? He doesn't know that stuff. If my husband – was a now my husband actually does have two successful businesses but they're different than this online business okay mm-hmm. let's say for example your husband doesn't have a business he works a nine to five he loves his nine to five cool awesome you know but if he doesn't have an online business you know you can't ask him you know for permission to invest in your business because just like you wouldn't ask ask him what type of tampons to buy, right? Cuz he doesn't know that. He's not going to know what things you need to do to actually grow your business. Mm-hmm. Can you have a converse? Should you have a conversation with your husband? Yes, of course, because you guys are both, right? Like you guys both have those values and those mantras, so you both need to be on board on the train going in the right direction, right? And on and like on the same page about those things. But the, I think the difference comes in is when people say to their husbands, honey, do you think I should do this? Do you think I should go with this? Or, you know, I, I want to do this thing for my business, but I'm like really scared and I just don't know. <clears throat> That's not what you should be asking your husband. You should be saying, honey, I know that the next steps I need to do to become successful in my business is take this step mm-hmm. and I need to take this next step. So what are your thoughts about this?
1: Yeah. You know. I like that reframe a lot because Yeah. it's not asking for permission. It's saying this is what I'm doing. Yeah. What what do you think? What kind of options do we have? Like Yes. talking it through, like just being yeah. clear in your communication rather than being like, "Can I do this? Can I have my allowance, yes. please?"
0: <laughs> right, like the permission. Yeah, like you wouldn't like that's why I like to say the tampon thing because you wouldn't ask him what type of tampons to buy, but let's say that your tampons went up like twenty dollars or something. So you, so oh, you want to tell him
1: expensive you, tampons. <laughs> so you want to tell
0: him, hey, you know, and you both share a grocery budget or you know house budget or whatever, and you want to just tell him, hey, honey, I want to get the more expensive tampons when you, you know, they're about thirty dollars more. Can we do it? You know, like that's completely different. (laughs) You know, like that's completely different. It's that you know what you need, but also communicating with him about like the changes and asking him if you guys can do that together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So for you, what has been your biggest block to success? Well, obviously. (laughs) Well, you can whittle it down. (laughs) How
0: much time do we have? (laughs) Um I will say one for sure has has been my relationship with money. For sure cuz I just look at it like, you know, we come in there's so much shame around yes. money, right? It's don't talk about money, um don't tell anybody your salary, don't do this, don't do that around money, you know, don't and it's it's the strangest thing in the world, right? Because mm-hmm we're not, nobody is ever comfortable talking about money. But in some ways, what I'll say is everyone talks about money all the time because everyone's always talking about, you know, if sometimes you listen to a conversation with a couple of friends and they're saying things like it's expensive, I can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. So in some ways we actually do talk about money all the time, but we just talk about it in a negative manner, you know? So what I have found was that here I am trying to start a business and, I am trying to sell something for money and I'm trying to make money, but I felt so uncomfortable talking about money. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how am I going to make money when I don't even know, like, like I wasn't looking at my money. I wasn't managing my money. um, I felt shame around money. Like, how am I going to make more? How am I going to track this thing into my life? If I feel like if I feel terrified of it, if I feel shame about it, if I feel unsure about it, if I feel you know not confident about this thing, so the biggest biggest game changer by far was changing my relationship to money, and that looked like um, looking at how I was talking about money, looking at what I was believing about money, looking at my bank account daily and not having shame around it um Looking at where my money was going, managing money for female entrepreneurs is a thing that i I'm definitely working on teaching because I see it as a big big problem like yes great we get an influx of money I have no idea how I'm actually supposed to be spending this money now do I pay myself do I reinvest in my business right there's a lot of that stuff too um, and it was just like it was you know lots of stuff around worthiness around money mm-hmm. all of that stuff um, that was that was by far just the biggest game changer for me. Biggest, biggest block to success was looking at my relationship with money.
1: And I think not enough women do that. Um, because like you said, it's a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. It's like people say you don't bring up money, sex and politics. Like Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, it's scary. Um, and I'm saying that from personal experience, as you know, Mm -hmm. and it all comes back from the way you were raised, the mm-hmm. messages you received, just the way that you've lived your life up until now. And I truly believe if you guys listening, if you can break through that, you can really change your life and you can change your business for the better.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's what, that's what I really feel like it's the biggest block to success for everybody because there's, it's so funny when you think of like, like, you know, like you'll be we'll see something online, right? And say it's like a female entrepreneur who just bought her new Porsche or something. We're like, oh my God, that's so amazing, you know? And then you'll be like out like at Starbucks and you'll see someone with a Porsche and you're like, what a douchebag. I bet they're uh-huh. a terrible person. you know. <laughs> and then it's like, wait a second, do you want the Porsche or not? Because like your th- you know, your thoughts are saying like two different things here. <laughs> like, wait a minute.
1: So let's address the shame issue. How, because I I guarantee everybody listening has had shame around money. Yes. How, how the hell do you get rid of that? (laughs) Don't you
0: just love talking about shame at 10 30 AM on like a Wednesday
1: morning? Guys, I don't know if any of you have watched, um, big mouth on Netflix. Oh, I
0: have. Uh Have you
1: watched the new season?
0: i haven't watched the new season yet no, okay, I'm still well, catching
1: up. spoiler alert the new season um there's a guy called the shame wizard Ooh. And he pops up whenever they're in a like a, a situation that will be shameful in their life and so now i just think of like shame as this wizard this british wizard being like <laughs> you suck like everybody hates you look how disappointing you are to the world like Oh my God, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to watch the new season. Anyway, I digress. How do we get rid of shame and money?
0: Um, I would say for sure, if you have shame around money right now, typically there's some type of story you're telling yourself about how you should be with money, about that it should be this way. So first what I would do is just change the story. You know, I think as female female entrepreneurs, we have a lot of shame that we're putting money into our business right or that even that we're going into debt for our business in the beginning mm. and i think that it's a very common thing to put money into a business but for some reason we feel so much shame because maybe not everybody in our life is doing what we're doing right mm. like i remember being like oh my god if my friends knew how much debt i had you know starting this yes. business yes. they would like they would be like oh my god you're an idiot or you're dumb or whatever you know So I think the first thing is that you're telling yourself a story that isn't yours. Like you're telling yourself values and beliefs that aren't yours. And you're kind of, lots of times you're picking those up from friends, family, society, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have a different story because you're on a completely different path, right? Like you can't have the same story as your friend over here who's going on a different path than you. You're just those are just two different paths. They don't have the same way of getting there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first thing. Um, second is for sure listening to a lot of Brena- Brene-, Brene-, Brene Brown. There we go. I got it out. <laughs> I love her.
1: I don't even saw that I shared one of her quotes this morning. I love oh, her.
0: No, I didn't. But she yeah. is, obviously, she's so good, and especially shame. She's helped me get through a lot of shame stuff. And third, one thing that she says is about bringing shame to the light, like to light. Like shame can only live in darkness. Mm-hmm. So if you are ashamed, you know, find a. That's why, like, money mindset programs and stuff like that changed my life because I had a place to go, a safe place to go to talk about money. Mm yeah to either talk around you know I have this much debt, and man, it just sometimes it cripples me and makes me feel terrible or whatever, right, or I made this much money, and I can't tell anybody I made this much money because I can't talk about money with my friends and I can't talk about money with my family, but I'm super excited to make this much money you know, and to have that safe place to go to start to start bringing it to the light because so it won't live in the darkness anymore yeah yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's. Yeah. That's all incredible. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have more conversations. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast is having more conversations where we just bring that shit up and we're not afraid to say, oh, I have debt. Oh, I Mm -hmm. have... You know, I haven't been able to pay my bills or I'm eating ramen noodles or whatever. Like, we need to talk about that because the only way you can get out of that cycle and the only way you can get out of that shame spiral is to let the light in.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, actually, like anybody who's listening now, if you have debt, that is, it's, I want you to know that it's okay if you have debt right now. You know, I've, I want you to get on like managing your money, but if you have debt right now, I just want to tell you it's okay. It is okay that you have debt. Like I love bringing up this scenario and, and pers- like changing the pers the, the perception on it is that, um, people will buy a $40,000 car. Okay. Think about it this Mm -hmm. way, right? People will buy a $40,000 car. The minute you drive the car off that lot, you'll you'll never see more than Uh $40,000 coming back from that car, right? Your return on investment. Uh, Most businesses, most businesses on average will make a 7% return on investment for like every single year. Mm -hmm. So, if you are putting, you know, taking out a loan and putting $40,000 into your business, that is a smarter investment than putting $40,000 into a car, which will not give you a return on investment, Mm -hmm. like not even close, you know? So I think it's like reading, reading lots of wealth books. I started to learn about, wait, oh my God, (laughs) wait, wait. So I've been thinking this whole time, you know, oh, my perception of being rich would, to have a BMW or a Lexus. And now I've also been changing that too, to being like, you know, I have like a 99 Toyota Corolla. Okay. I am <laughs> six figures and I drive a 99 Toyota Corolla, but that's because I would rather take my money, put it back into my business, put it back into, you know, hiring another, you know, I just hired another assistant, um, scaling Facebook ads and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I work from home. I hardly drive that car. And it's no big deal. You know, I could go get a brand new car today, but that's not important to me, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want my money to go where my money's going to grow. Like I don't (laughs) want my money to go into a pit that's not going to grow. Okay. So it's just like, it's just changing your perception around money is is such a game changer, such a game changer.
1: Yeah. And I think it Mm -hmm. comes back again to that mantra and those values, like what are you holding uh, dear in your life and what is your end goal? What, what is your why? Because that changes what you do with money, what, how you earn money, mm-hmm. how you think about money. Yep. It really changes that.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. I think, I think that's a huge thing too, right? Like I, I used to be like that, like, uh, like, oh, like if I was successful, you know, I would have a brand new Lexus or so. Yeah. Just like the example I said, right? Like I had this perception of, and my husband and I are like, no, that's not really important to us. Like mm-hmm. this is what is important to us and living by those values and those mantras for sure.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this has been super fun. And I think everyone is going to be like, whoa, that's a lot of information. <laughs> that's a lot of value. <laughs> So where can people find you if they want to continue this conversation and maybe work with you?
0: Yeah. Um, head over to my website. I got tons of I, – I now consider myself a blogger slash coach, so I have Ooh. lots, lots of blog posts. I've just, like, revamped my website, so I'm really happy with how it looks right now. Um, so head to com, and I have just tons of blog posts there that you Probably would love to dive into. I would say first dive into the laziest 13k month, and it's a four-part series blog post, and it's all about you know changing your money relationship, marketing boldly, um, and then showing up and staying in the room with your money goal. And it's so good. So go there, dive into it, make your laziest 13k month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and. I'm just glad we finally got this on the books because you're one of my favorite people online. (laughs) Thank you, Melody. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And yeah, yeah, it's just been fun to like watch your journey and just, I don't know, there's just certain people you connect with and I love talking to you. So thank you for being here.
0: Same here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: (laughs) All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.